I think he would be able to bring some unity between different factions in a city. Like, for example. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can't just throw factions out and not expect my brain to automatically think of every dystopian book I've ever read. (laughs) You know, all the factions that we have in our city, like the people who like sports versus the elderly people who... (laughs) like to sit at home all the time. <laughs> wow. Wow, you went into that strong and then it just went downhill. My argument went downhill really fast. <laughs> Welcome to Too Real Tokyo. I'm Angie. I'm Jamie. This is a podcast about the quirks and quandaries of life in Tokyo and life in general. Welcome to episode 21 about the local election where we talk about the local election (laughs) and what we know or lacking what in which we attempt to talk about the politics in our tokyo suburb in which we attempt to just talk normally in other words (laughs) more of your favorite two real tokyo woo We want to thank you in advance for hanging out with us today and remind you that you can always find us on all major streaming platforms. Make sure to share with your friends and leave us a rating on iTunes because that's how we get the word around. Thanks! What is your quandary? My quandary is that I went to an owl cafe Mm -hmm. and I wish that I didn't feel that was a quandary. Mm-hmm. But I do, and the reason I feel it was a quandary is because I'm not, like, a card-carrying member of PETA or anything. <laughs> <laughs> wow. People for the okay. ethical treatment of animals. Right. By any means. However, I just don't really want to see animals being, like, exploited mm. either. Right. And it did feel that way at this Owl Cafe. Uh, My daughter and several of her friends really wanted to go. So we rode the train for about 20 minutes to a little more towards downtown, Ikebukuro. And then um, an interesting side note about it being in Ikebukuro (laughs) is that having an Owl Cafe is kind of like a pun with the name of the place. Because the word for owl is fukuro, and so that sounds like the last part of the name of that area in Tokyo, which is Ikebukuro. So, the owl Their mascot is an owl. Thank you. That's exactly what I was just going to say. Okay, anyway. Um, I don't think that's the only... I don't think that's the reason it's there, and I don't think this is the only one in the city either. I don't think there so. There are several others... Did a little Google search and I saw there's several others, um, but it's called an owl cafe. So at lunchtime that day, I deliberately held off drinking coffee. Oh no, that's probably like that was your first give, mistake. Give, like the full information about why it was a quandary. It was a quandary because I was deprived of caffeine. Mm. Which I needed at that stage, <laughs> since it was Friday afternoon, and I felt pretty exhausted from my week of school. Okay, so we go into this little bit sketchy part of town, uh-huh. and then we go into this 
looks pretty sketchy building. Mm-hmm. And we have to go up to the third floor and kind of in the back and everything is very scruffy looking. Mm-hmm. And then we have to pay a thousand yen each. Whoa. Which is like Like there's no adult bucks. and kid price? There's no adult and kid price. What? It's just a thousand yen each. So like I had to pay two thousand yen for me and my daughter to go and in there. And no, you didn't get any drinks included with that. And then there's no drinks. Like why are you calling it a cafe? There is no drinks. What? I mean, on the other hand, I, I I know what you're thinking now is like, do you really want to drink something when there's a True. bunch of birds and you don't really know what is the like cleanliness situation? Like, okay, I can understand that, but if you're going to call it a cafe, like have at least a section in the corner where you can drink something. Right. I don't know. I was very sad about being misled like that. Mm-hmm. Not to mention I was thirsty. <laughs> okay, so we go in there, and the place is, like, just a room. Like, one room. Like, the size of half of my apartment. I mean, I don't know about half of your apartment, because, sorry, your apartment's not very big. <laughs> it was It was bigger than right here, but not by that much. And the other thing is, the ceiling was not even very high. Which has felt to me, like, so counterintuitive when the thing that you're putting... In this room. In this room is something that can fly. <laughs> right? Like, and then you put this really low ceiling on top of them. I don't know. And there there were probably... I never, ca- I never officially counted them, so I don't know. But I'm going to say there were maybe, like, 12 of them in there. And they were various sizes. One of them was very small. We weren't allowed to touch that one. Yeah. Was he a baby or was he just... He actually looked like a tiny grandpa owl. <laughs> he was just angry, so I you couldn't know. touch him because he's he likes to bite people. It took us a while, but it finally struck us kind of in the middle of our time there. Wait a minute, owls are nocturnal. Like, no oh, wonder, no. like, no wonder they don't really appreciate us trying to hang out with them when it might as well be 3 a.m. Oh, no. as far as they're concerned, right? So this one grandpa owl looked so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, relate. <laughs> Me. Right? I don't know. Like, they didn't really, they didn't look bad. Like, they weren't like bedraggled or injured or anything like I wouldn't go so far as to say that they were not well taken care of in that sense. Yeah. But the fact that they had to be chained to their little stump that they were sitting on seemed kind of not that great. There were a few of them that weren't chained though and they would sometimes start flying and that also wasn't great. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Because it was very startling when they would start flying. See, I think I would have been a basket case if I would have gone, because I do not like sudden movements like that. I think it's probably good that you didn't go. (laughs) Anyway, since I was already there, I tried to make the best of it. I did all the things they had to do. I let the owl sit on my shoulder. I let it. (laughs) Wow. I had the owl sit on my shoulder, and then there was another smaller owl that you could put on your arm. I guess I didn't do that, but my daughter did that. Mm. They had a couple, no, maybe five little hedgehogs in a box. Poor hedgehogs. Okay, it was, like, slightly fancier than a box, but not, like, do you call it slightly fancier if it has astroturf in the bottom of it? Whoa. 
And then some I kind mean. of a wheel thing that looks like hedgehogs don't even want to play on it. I don't know. <laughs> Poor hedgehogs. I don't know what hedgehogs want, but it doesn't look like that, right? We had to wear these mega thick gloves to hold the hedgehog mm. so that it wouldn't poke us and mm-hmm. prick us. Um, but they were kind of cute. But I still felt bad about it. Like, I don't think this is what you really want to be doing right now, actually. Now I really want them to have a nighttime owl cafe. Ooh. Like, a night scene owl cafe. Yeah. Where it's, like, probably for adults. Whoa. It's getting sketchy fast. (laughs) Okay. Meaning that they would serve alcohol. Okay. And not, like, music, because that would probably scare the owls, but... Don't owls have really good hearing? Yeah. You can just play music very quietly, and they think it's, like, an orchestra playing. But I feel like at the rate, at the level that you play music for them, humans can't even hear it. I'm sorry, (laughs) do you have any music on right now? What is that whisper? Yeah, exactly. The owls are like, ow! (laughs) Ow! Wow. Okay, bad pun alert. (laughs) BPA, BPA. Um, But, like, maybe they would be more active if you had a nighttime owl cafe. Maybe. I did not think of that. I just thought of how I would be totally fine if I don't go to that. But don't owls just, like, sit, too? They're not, like, active. Um, there was one in particular that was very angry about being there. Oh, no. He was, like, clacking. He was, like, well, he was chained to his stump. Because he misbehaves. I guess. And there was a sign that said, don't touch me. (laughs) And then he was, like, clacking his beak. No. And turning his head in various ways. And I know owls can turn their heads, but he just looked, like, aggressive when he was He just needed to go in his cage. But they didn't have any cages in that room. That's what I don't know. Like, where do they go at night? Ooh, that would be even creepier. To, like, have to open the cafe in the morning and they're all just, like, sitting there. Not well, in a because cage. because they were thinking, we've been awake. Like... <laughs> Why are you coming in here? It's time for us to go to bed. <laughs> Humans always come in at the wrong time. Right? Like, where's our melatonin? <laughs> Maybe they would be happier if they actually were getting some sleep. I just don't know. Like, okay. Anyway, I don't have to go on and on about that. What I am saying to you and to our dear listeners is... Mm. I'm sure you feel somewhat interested in going to this kind of a place or taking your kids there. And if you want to go and try it out, you do you. I think I would have been depressed after leaving. That's what it was. And then we're with all these little kids. I mean, one of them is my daughter, so. (laughs) But it was very like, okay, they have to hurry up and go home. Whoa. So I was still dehydrated and it's just like <laughs> And no caffeine. Yeah. Mm. Okay, what is your It was a quirk. situation. Quirk. Uh my quirk is I'm gonna throw it back to high school because I wanna make a connection to your quandary. Whoa. My quirk is classroom pets. Um and we did not have an owl as a class pet. Though that would have been really cool. Uh, so this was in high school in our science class. There was a, a snake. 
which was in a box mounted on the wall. And sometimes he would put his head up towards where the slidey door was. And I was like, is he trying to escape? <laughs> and then our, our science teacher would always be like, he did escape once. And everybody would be like, what? <laughs> but apparently it had been a while ago. Wait, doesn't your dad like snakes? Am I making that up? Well, my dad used to be a science teacher, too, so yeah. Oh. Um, and so he, so that science teacher also bred rats to feed, or mice, to feed the snake. And he would put the mouse in there alive. And thankfully, it never ate it while I was in class. But occasionally, I had first hour science. And occasionally, I would watch the mouse run around the snake's cage and pray that... What? The it snake didn't, didn't just, like, immediately eat it as soon as it got put in no. there? No. Ew. If it wasn't hungry, it would let it run around. <gasps> That's worse. I Prolonging know. its agony. I know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The friend that I was with at the owl cafe was saying that she had wanted to buy an owl for a pet... I mean, Whoa. lay that aside, I don't really know what all that was about, but she said she decided not to because, number one, she realized that it cost $7,000. To buy one? Yeah. I don't know the details where she was trying to buy it from, but then also she realized she would have to keep a bunch of dead mice in her fridge. Yeah. Right? that's what they eat. They eat rodents. Uh, yeah. No. So, that was only part of the story. Oh, um, okay. He also had a hedgehog. Mm-hmm. And, actually, I think there might have been two snakes at one point, too. Like, another one in a different cage. And then a bunch of mice. And a hedgehog. And people would come in during lunch and play with the hedgehog. Like, they would take their lunches in there and then play with the hedgehog. I was never one of those people. I mean, sure, hedgehogs are cute, but it's lunchtime, man. So socialization time. Not to mention eating. Yeah. Socialization. <laughs> Priorities. Especially on pizza day, you cannot miss, miss pizza day. Wow. True. Yeah. Throwback reference. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my quirk. Classroom mm. pets. Mm. And, of course, I would love to have a classroom pet, but I know that they're a lot of work, so... What kind of pet do you want if you get a classroom pet? I don't even know. I mean, bunnies and guinea pigs are pretty high maintenance. And hamsters. I don't think hedgehogs are that high maintenance, but... Yeah, but they're not really cuddly. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the other ones are fluffy, but they take work. Yeah. Did we already talk about fluffy? No, no. I don't want to name any names, but there is a certain gregarious student in my middle school class, and I don't quite even remember how this student learned this word, but this student learned the Japanese word for fluffy, which phrase of the week is, well, fuwa fuwa. Mm -hmm. And so now, like, great that she learned a new word, vocabulary, but she has to say that every class. Even if it's not related at all. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I just gave away her gender. Um, 
<clears throat> so like today we're talking about what is your hobby and then she has to say that her hobby is fluffy mm. right like disapproving scowl about that yeah I want to be more lighthearted and fua fua about, you know, enjoying yourself in class. Uh But sometimes it's just not funny when it's like the 16th time that you bring something up. Yeah. But uh, fua fua is like fluffy in the sense of a cotton ball. I wouldn't necessarily call most pets fua fua unless they were extremely... Like a Pomeranian? Would you call a Pomeranian? Yes, you would. Yeah. Good, good call. Good Thank example. you. Yeah. Yeah. This last week in our city and cities surrounding, um, it has been election week, uh, which, no, this is not our Venn diagram series, but election, as far as we know it in the States, it seems to drag on for forever. And you're campa- campaigning for forever and hearing about their campaigns for forever. In Japan, they have a week window to... (laughs) You mean a week long. A week long window. Oh, yeah. (laughs) A week long time frame to do all of their campaigning. I guess they probably do some, like, online and pamphlet campaigning before that. And I'm sure they even speak at certain events and that kind of thing. But the big public campaigning lasts for a week. And this week, or this year, it was insane. And I was talking to several people that said this is the craziest that they've ever been a part of while they're here. Oh, what do you mean? In what kind of a way? Just like them, at least in our area, them being very persistent and kind of pushing the time barriers as far as when is a good time to talk to the city over a loudspeaker. Whoa, I mean, okay, uh, why don't you explain what you're talking about? Okay, so the the main way people campaign here, or not main, but one of the most popular ways, which is very different, I think, than in the States, is you get in a car with some of your supporters And if you are the person that is wanting to be elected, you sit in that car over a loudspeaker and you just talk and the person drives around this, this, your city. Um, and usually there's like loudspeakers on top of the car. And so sometimes like when you're walking around, they'll like say hello to you or whatever if you're on the street. Um. Apparently that happened to one of my one of our friends, Ugh. and the person like there was nobody else on the street, so they said hello <gasps> to her what? over the loudspeaker. Really? Yeah. Whoa. And then, um, that's the biggest way. The other way is that they'll stand at the station and hand out pamphlets or mm. yell out what they're they're campaigning for. Which, I guess there has been one or two guys throughout the last few months that has stood there in the morning and bowed and said good morning to people. He's been doing that almost all this school year, actually. Really? Um, Yeah, because I've run into him multiple times in the morning there. 
Yeah. The other night when we were coming home, and it was getting on Friday night, we had gone out to dinner with our friends. This is after the Owl Cafe. We right. went to a delicious Turkish restaurant. I can talk Ooh. about that later. Uh, but we got home kind of late. I mean, I think it was almost 10. There was a guy standing at the bottom of the stairs with his sash on. Yeah. Proclaiming whoever he was. I was too tired to notice and pay attention. But he was definitely a guy that was campaigning to get into the local parliament. Yeah. Um, out there at that time of night. Like bowing to everybody and saying Otsukare-sama. Right? Yeah. One of our co-workers were saying there's one guy that has been on the other side of the station that got there before the first train and would leave after the last train. (gasps) What? Yeah. And literally stay there all day long? I guess so. Or at least during busy times. Which first train is before 5am and last train is after 1am usually. That's insane. Okay, here's the reason why I felt like it was more, it was crazier than in years past. One night, there were two trucks of two different people out around here at the same time, and they were both talking. And I was like, um, you guys are ruining each other because I can't hear either one of yours. I just hear a lot of noise. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And the second reason is that they were out after dark and doing it and going around. And I feel like usually they're pretty good about, like, respecting people's time. But it was, like, probably 7.30 or 8, and they were out riding around. And I was shocked because I had never heard them out that late before. Whoa. Yeah, one of our colleagues was talking about how you know, it started to get warm last week, so they mm-hmm. were in their classroom on the third floor of our building having class, but their window was open, and then somebody went by and was, like, yelling through the loudspeaker, <laughs> so she couldn't even carry on with class. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The other way that people campaign that comes to my mind, at least the ways that struck me, there are probably other things going on that were below my level of consciousness since mm-hmm. I can't vote, so I really honestly was not fully paying attention. Right. Um, they have these boards, and I don't know what to call them. It kind of looks like a billboard, but it's more in a, a, somehow hung up on a, a fence. Like a fence or some wall on the street. And it's pretty much almost at eye level. Yeah. And then it's covered with all these campaign posters. But they're not that big, right? And the whole board is, like, neatly divided into different compartments. Yeah. And every compartment is apparently designated for whoever, these different people that are running in the election. Um, so that's really interesting to be able to look at that. We took a picture of it when we passed by Mm -hmm. the other day. I don't know if we can put that up on our Instagram. Um. And I have a picture of the cars. Oh, nice. Okay, good. The other thing is they do, I don't know if this is the main thing they do, but they do have some amount of putting their flyers into people's mailboxes. So, (laughs) I don't know if I told you this, but it was funny last week because... One of the ladies who was campaigning put her flyer in our mailbox. And then 
probably me. I don't know who in my family got the flyer out of the mailbox and then just threw it on the table. And then we have a really bad habit of not cleaning up the table and we just let things be there. Mm-hmm. I really don't like it. I need to work on that, but it is what it is for this past week. So then every time we would sit down to eat, it would be there. So we would just pick it up and read it. We read it so many times. <laughs> and we were like talking about this lady. I want to say that her name was Hada-san, but I'm not, uh-huh. I'm not 100% sure about that. But we were like telling each other, Look, she's promising that she will make the garbage bags cheaper. Oh, wow. See, she earned your vote right there. Yeah, and she was, like, writing us explanation of how Higashi Kurume's garbage bags are way more expensive. That's what I heard. Way more expensive than our little neighboring suburb cities on either side of us. Apparently, theirs are way cheaper. I don't know if they're making ours more expensive to, like, make up for lost time because we didn't have them. We were so um, slow, slow to slow or late to adopt that pay for your garbage bag system. What else did she say? Oh, apparently there's some kind of mo- of a movement to shut down some of the um, nursery schools mm. in our area, and the one that's right over there near our school that's called Shinkawa Hoikuen. Mm-hmm. It's pretty old. I think it's been there for a long time, but apparently there's some kind of a campaign to shut it down. That's I heard that too. And so this lady was proclaiming on this flyer that she's opposing closing that Hoikuen. Wow. And so we don't even have any direct connection to that place other than walking by it really often. Right, yeah. But both of my daughters were super persuaded. They're like, yeah, we can't be closing that nursery school down. We need to keep it open. Let's definitely vote for this lady. <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, okay, except pause. I'm an American citizen, so I can't vote. You guys are little kids, so you can't vote. <laughs> The only person who can vote in our family is your dad, and he's not even here right now. <laughs> and then, of course, by the time he came home, we tried to tell him about it. We had thrown it away. We can't even no! remember this lady's name. And the other, the, the thing that kind of sealed the deal in, the, in terms of we couldn't push through with recommending that he vote for her is that I'm pretty sure she was the Communist Party. Oh, but mm-hmm. although I do also feel like, how do I even know what that means? Right, yeah. It just has a negative Like, just because it says Communist Party on it, but I don't really know what that stands for. It's probably different than my image of, right. you know, oh, Communist Party, that's so terrible. Right. Um, but I did look, I did uh, do a little research on the spot here about what kind of political parties they have in Japan. I think it's pretty interesting that they have more than two, mm. which actually seems way better to me than the yeah. not great system we have in the U.S. of only having two. Uh-huh. Probably people would say, we have more than two, and I know that's true, but most of the other parties don't really end up being able to get a lot of things done. Right. It seems to me, correct me if I'm wrong, people who are listening. Um... Anyway, there's the Liberal Democrat, Dem- Liberal Democratic Party, and it's often known as the LDP, and it's pretty um, conservative. But this is the main party that has mostly been in power. Oh, interesting. Well, it says this. 
Sorry, I'm looking at this on Wikipedia, and this article <laughs> looks like it's not even completely trustworthy, but I tried to find a list posted somewhere else, and I couldn't, so let's go with this. <clears throat> Apparently, before 2009, the LDP had been in power almost continuously since 1955. Whoa! Yeah, so that's a pretty big deal. Um, there's another one called the... Constitutional Democratic Party. That's a new one that just got formed in 2017. Oh, wow. Democratic Party for the People. This one is also very new. Formed in May of 2018. Wow. There's one called Cometo, which means Clean Government or Fairness and Justice Party. Um... It was Japan's third largest party until several years ago. Whoa. Japanese Communist Party. The Japanese Communist Party is Japan's oldest party. Mm. Why is this called party, by the way? The more I say the word party, the more I'm like, this is the furthest thing from a party. Why is it called a party? I don't understand. Group of politicians, thank you very much. A GOP. Yeah, like a coalition or something, right? Uh, Formed in 1922 as an underground organization. What? But was legalized after World War II. Uh. Oh, it is under the surveillance of the Public Security Intelligence Agency. None of the other parties say that. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Um, Because it started out as... I guess so. I don't want this to turn into a list of <laughs> all the parties, but they do just have way more than we do in the U.S. I'm I'm halfway done. Whoa! Keep there going. Four more to go. Okay, this one is called Nippon Ishinokai. Ish, Ishinokai. I don't know what that one is. That one isn't doesn't seem very major. Um. There's one called the Liberal Party. That one also... These these are the small ones. Mm. These ones that I'm talking about now. Party of Hope. Ooh. Uh, that one was just formed last year. Social Democratic Party. Um, it looks like it doesn't have much going on right now in terms of the number of people that represent that party mm. in the diet. But it's a, it's a split-off branch... From another party. Oh, it's a successor of the Japan Socialist Party, mm-hmm. which has been existing for quite a long time, since the 50s. Hmm. Um, there you go. Wow. Wow. I know more now than I've ever known. Right? And I just want to say this one last thing. There's another list of more other parties that are not necessarily represented in the diet, but have some representation in... Um, more local assemblies, not necessarily in our city, but the first one is called Assembly to Energize Japan. Wow. Nippon o genki ni suru kai. Wow. I mean, I feel like joining that one. That's really yeah. good. I like their name. 
Um, don't forget about the happiness realization party. Wow. Um, that's all. That's, oh, there's an infographic about Whoa. which parties have been in more majorly it represented in the diet over the years. Wow. Since 1955. I don't know if Interesting. we can somehow link to that or yeah. you go look for it by yourself. It's in Wikipedia. Mm. Um, list of political parties in Japan. Wow. Um, anyway, when my husband went to vote on Sunday, mm-hmm. he didn't, I, w- I would have assumed that he had to go to the city hall, but he didn't. We have actually little community halls in our different areas of the city. So, like, I think we talked about our addresses before. Uh-huh, yeah. You live in Shinkawacho, right? Yeah. So, I don't know where it is, but somewhere in Shinkawacho is some kind of oh, a little I don't think I knew that. community center type of a building, uh-huh. and that's where everybody who lives in Shinkawacho has to go for voting. Uh-huh. So, we live in Sengenjo. So he had to go, which is uh, honestly way more convenient for him. He just had to walk a couple blocks over, and that's where the Sengencho Community Center is, and that's where he was able to vote. Hmm. So. You can't vote, even if you're a permanent resident in Japan, you can only vote if you're a Japanese citizen. Yeah, and becoming a Japanese citizen is very difficult, and they make you give up your other citizenship, so... I can't talk about it too much without being emotional because I do not agree with their Mm -hmm. policy. Um, It seems to me, this is more my impression than my, like, backed by a lot of facts statement, but many of the world's countries allow people to hold dual citizenship, and Japan seems like more a holdout in insisting that you cannot be a Japanese citizen and be something else at the same time. And I don't feel that's very realistic for the direction the world is going. Yeah. Especially considering that Japan is what... It's not like a big secret to the world that Japan is kind of in a decline. Yeah. And I'm sure Japan doesn't actually want to be in a decline, but... Well, and I was just talking about that with someone, too, that is a foreigner that has permanent residence and they were talking about how it's silly that even as permanent residents you can't vote because well I'm sure you'd have to do something more than just become a permanent resident but he was saying that most I mean the way that Japan's population is going it is a lot a huge percentage of foreigners and so why not allow them to vote if they're claiming citizenship or permanent resident thing yeah I know those are different, but... No, I know. I know what you're saying. Well, in that sense, though, I'm not completely sure. Like, I haven't thought about that very much. But if you if you have a green card for living in the U.S., you're not allowed to vote. Right, yeah. You know, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I'm not completely sure about is language stuff. Like, mm. I, I, I'm just making this up on the spot, but I could imagine, what if... You were a permanent resident, and you had passed the Japanese proficiency test up to a certain level. Yeah. Proving that you could authentically engage yeah, with... Yeah. Politics. With the politics. I, I don't know. That's true, yeah. That would make sense to me. Anyway, it's interesting. 
I guess, I don't know if it's a sign of becoming an old lady or what it is, but I do think politics is way more interesting. In the past, I think I was very like, politics, what? And I still don't know that much about it, but I do find it more interesting. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I don't mind learning about it, whereas in the past, I think I was very actively like, ugh. Yeah. You know? Um, probably it's that podcast, Pantsuit Politics, that <laughs> has converted me a little bit. Oh, I haven't listened to it as faithfully lately, but I really like it. The thing is, for that one, though, that's all about American politics. So, right. you know, that's interesting, but I certainly don't know of any podcasts about Japanese politics. Yeah. Before we did any research, we thought that this local campaign was for uh, our a mayor, <laughs> um, just because we were like, oh, well, that's what voting you can do for voting. <laughs> right. We probably need a new mayor right about now. Yeah. That, that mayor looks like he's been there for a while, hasn't he? I mean, okay, he's only around my same age, but that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> so when when we thought it was that, we thought, wouldn't it be a fun idea to then come up with fictional mayors that we would vote for for our city and have reasons behind them? So did you choose a fictional character? Uh, who should be mayor of our city? Yeah. Um, actually, not yet. Did you choose one? Yes. It seems like you chose one, so you talk about I yours. I did. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, I chose Willow Champ from the book Counting by Sevens. Whoa. Um, <laughs> okay. That's very specific. <laughs> um, mostly, I, I even, I was thinking, of course, like, about Susan from um, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and Ooh. some Disney characters as well. But I landed on Willow because, well, one, she's a genius, so she could do, she could probably be a part of any political party but mm. i chose her specifically because hiyoshikurume has a lot of nature as far as there's a couple bamboo forests and a couple parks and we have some farmland but we also have neighborhoods and a little city area and not only just public schools but we have an international school the school that we work at Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to think of somebody who um, had knowledge of agriculture, but also had some knowledge of cities and that kind of structure. And so in the book Counting by Sevens, um, uh, Willow's hobby is gardening and not just gardening. She's like really into it and and knows a lot about like the species and genus of each mm -hmm. plant and like what exact amount of sunlight they need and how much food they need and all of that kind of thing. So for our parks and farming and all of that kind of thing, it would be nice to have a mayor that would know that kind of thing as well as be interested in um, education. And, I mean, not that we're doing a whole lot of urban planning in our city, but I feel like we are. We do have some of that because we're either knocking houses down or changing them or things like that. So that's why I chose Willow Chance as the mayor of Hiyoshikurume. Wow. 
Um, meanwhile, I've gathered more facts. It turns out <laughs> our current mayor has been in office only since 2014. Oh, how long does he stay in office? Well, it's hard to tell if there's a official length of time that people stay in office because the one before him was there for four years. But the one before him was there for eight years, and then the one before him was there for 11 years. Whoa. So, there doesn't seem to be a lot of pattern to how long you can be in office as mayor. But now that I found out five years, it's still kind of on the short side compared to some of these guys. So, um, I guess we can keep him a little bit longer. Yeah. But maybe we should... um, Maybe we should edit this Wikipedia page. Ooh. I've never done that before. <laughs> I feel a little nervous about trying it, but it says here the current city council was elected on April 26, 2015, which Whoa. is not true. No. Right? Um, apparently, Higashi Kurume is run by a city assembly of 22 members. Which I already said. Right. Although I didn't call it a city assembly. I called it city parliament. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was very confused. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. I wanted it to sound more grandiose than it really is. Um, Okay. I was trying to think, who do I want to be the mayor of Higashikurume? And I feel like I want to choose um, Dewey Hachimura. (laughs) (laughs) He's Mm -hmm. the um, basketball player who is half Japanese, and he's Uh playing in um, Gonzaga, Gonzaga. I feel so embarrassed that I'm from the Pacific Northwest, and I don't know how to pronounce that. Anyway, I would like to choose him as mayor because I really want to choose someone who is bilingual, Mm. which he is, and um, I feel like he would be, he's also, he's half Japanese and half uh, stall, stall, Benin. I mean, that must be African, but what kind of a, I don't know that country. The Republic of Benin is a country in West West Africa that is super tiny. Uh. So no wonder. (gasps) <gasps> Woo, the official language of Benin is French. Woo. He's potentially trilingual. Trilingual, yeah. We don't know that for sure. We don't want to pressure him too much, but he might be. Anyway, I like the fact that he's so international. I think that would be a more accurate representation of yeah, for sure. this higher percentage of international residents that we have in our mm-hmm. city. I'm not going to say that we're highest in all of Tokyo, because I don't think that's necessarily true. No. But if we had the stats, I think we would be relatively higher than many of the areas. Right? Yeah. Don't you think so? Yeah. Um, let's be real. It's commonly known, whether we like it or not, that taller people are more successful. Mm. And he's pretty tall. Six foot eight. <laughs> wow. I have no chance. I don't have much chance either. When we talk to him, we'll be, like, looking at his belly button. But it's You have fine. to stand on a stepladder. We'll have to get a little megaphone for him Hello. to hear, hear what we're saying. Um, but I think his height will command respect. True. 
I think he would be able to bring some unity between different factions in the city. Like, for example. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can't just throw factions out and not expect my brain to automatically think of every dystopian book I've ever read. (laughs) You know, all the factions that we have in our city, like the people who like sports versus the elderly people who... (laughs) Like, to sit at home all the time. <laughs> wow. Wow, you went into that song and then it just went downhill. The argument went downhill really fast. <laughs> um, I just think he would be great. Yeah. I wish that I would have picked a lady, because mm-hmm. that would have been even more like, you picked a lady, so mm-hmm. good job. However, I was trying to go feminine. However, to call it lady would be misrepresentative. Isn't she like 14? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but only. she also learns, um, she learns Cantonese well in the book. So she could probably learn Japanese. Or not. Is it Cantonese? No. I can't remember now. I mean, is. I hate to put rules on the situation afterwards, but I do feel like picking somebody who can already speak Japanese should have been a good <laughs> prerequisite for this. Um, uh, we said fictional character, and you okay. chose somebody real. Oh. You already broke the rules. <laughs> okay, okay, we're even. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're almost running out of time, so do you want to have a book talk or no? Yeah. Okay, but we are almost running out of time. So. We are almost running out of time. We can be fast. Okay. Be fast. Okay. Quickly talk about your book. Yesterday I finished two audiobooks, Why Not Me by Mindy Kaling, which was good, um, but I did just listen to Tina Fey and Amy Poehler's books, so it was good, but not as good as Tina Fey's book. Uh, I mean, Tina Fey's book was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did just read Counting by Sevens recently, that way, that's why that was in my, uh, mind, but that was in March. Um, I just read Towers Falling, which is an amazing young reader about 9-11, and actually the main character was born after 9-11, so it talks about that generation, which, side note, I just read a article the other day about millennials and how the millennial generation is split between those that were born before 9-11 and those born after. And it was super interesting, and I think I texted it to you, but you never responded. Oh, sorry. I didn't remember that. No, it's okay. It was just a really, really good, interesting article. Anyway, Towers Falling, highly recommend for young readers and for adults alike. It was very moving um, and done just in the right way. Because I think talking about that, especially to kids that were born after that, I think I don't really know how to do that. So it was really good to read a book like that. And then the one book I listened to the entirety of yesterday, which was a young reader, but it's been super popular on my library. I've been waiting for it for like two months almost. I had it on hold. It's called The Wild Robot. And it was just a really fun, easy listen about a robot who uh, ends up on this the ship that it was on crashes and she ends up on this island and ends up learning how to speak to the animals so it's very interesting speaking of being bilingual right (laughs) 
So I would highly recommend The Wild Robot. I'm Now I'm on the waiting list for the second book in that series. Oh, man. So, and apparently I have, I think, four holds right now. And one of my holds is, which one of them came through today, which I was surprised. But there's 15 people waiting for that one now. Um... I have, so that, The Wild Robot Escapes, the second book, it says about two weeks I'll get it. Creativity Inc., which is about um, uh, Pixar, oh. that's in about eight weeks. Okay, fine, whatever, about 11 weeks. How do they, that's interesting. I don't, my library doesn't tell me how long it will take. They, they'll tell me how many people are waiting are in front of you but they won't give me any indication of what time mm. frame that means the four which is about uh apple amazon oh, mac and facebook i really want to read about that one. 17 weeks um I mean, that one maybe... braving the wilderness that's the new Brene brown's new one about six months i mean just buy it right and i play i place most of these holds in february and the okay, fine, whatever was in December, and I still have eleven weeks before I get that one. Normal. But I think too, it's because they're the audiobooks. So. What do you I think, think? Audiobooks are more popular than ebooks now. I don't know. For me, I like having them so that I can listen to them while I'm doing other stuff. Or I like sitting down with a a physical book over an ebook unless i'm on the train you know i like listening to audiobooks but i can't figure out how to do it in my podcast app and it's really weird because i have listened to an audiobook in my pod- podcast app in the past but it's like now for some reason it doesn't but can't you this is i just listened to it right on libby but I have never hooked up Libby because I can't find my library card right oh. now. <laughs> I don't, so I only have the old one. Ah, uh, okay. Overdrive. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I listened to an audiobook. Actually, I listened to two or three audiobooks in Overdrive before. Uh-huh. And then, I don't know if I just didn't do it for a while and I forgot how to do it and I'm doing it wrong. But I can't... I borrowed an audiobook, and then I tried to listen to it and get it to load or whatever it needed to do, and it just wouldn't work, so... Weird. I know, it's really weird. Um, I finished reading the one I mentioned last time, The Year of No Sugar. Oh, yeah. That was really interesting, and I learned a lot, and I was also kind of reminded of a lot. I feel Mm -hmm. like some of the things in there I already knew, because I have read quite a lot about nutrition things. Uh Um... But it was still good and interesting to be reminded. And there was a lot more detailed information about the different, like, chemically sounding names that Uh, companies will hide their sugar as. Um, The one thing, and I don't know if I talked about this last time, maybe I didn't, but I felt it was a little disappointing that this particular lady, she had already been quite particular and careful about how she and her family ate even before she started Mm -hmm. um, giving up sugar. And 
So she didn't report many like changes in her health, which is okay, but yeah. I, I just think I would have found it a little more compelling if, like, she talked a lot about a book that she read that inspired her to try mm, this yeah. challenge, and it was written by this Australian guy, and mm-hmm. apparently he had a lot of significant health benefits mm-hmm. from giving up sugar. Um, so I guess instead of complaining about her book, I should just now go read his book. Uh But I just, anyway, that's so snooty. I mean, it was still interesting and I don't regret reading it, but I'm just saying that was kind of weird. Yeah. She didn't, she did talk more about almost the opposite thing. How like one of the rules that she and her family had was that they could have one regular dessert every month. But then as the, yeah, Whoa. I know, one a month, right? Um, as the year went on, they, like, couldn't handle it anymore. Even, like, yeah. having it once a month was, like, their body was so not used to it. So she would even get sick, like. Whoa. Yeah, or, like, feel really bad. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's that was interesting to see. Hmm. Um, I don't know that I've given up sugar in the same way (laughs) that she did. She was very hardcore. Yeah. Um, her, her terms were that she wouldn't eat, it just, in a way, it was almost more like she cut out processed food. Yeah. Because it was no added sugar. So okay. she didn't say we're not going to eat fruit. Uh-huh. She allowed things that were na- that naturally contained sugar. Yeah. Um, but she didn't allow things that were processed and then had sugar added to mm-hmm. them. So, anyway, I mean that's still like so much. So much. Yeah. yeah. And then they didn't want to give up everything, right? They still wanted to have like treats and stuff. So that yeah. it was interesting to hear how she worked that out, and mm-hmm. she found some you know, alternative products that she could work with and stuff. Um, the other book that I read, I just read it yesterday. Well, yes, the day before and yesterday, and it's called Factfulness. And that book is very interesting Mm. and I really liked it. Um, it's this Swedish researcher guy gather had kind of a whole lifetime of he was a he was a doctor Mm -hmm. um but then he was also very interested in data so he gathered a lot of gradually um he kind of shifted from being a medical doctor to being more of a researcher and gathering a lot of data and information about um kind of like a lot of health markers and just he was trying to see how the world really is mm. because he noticed that people would people in many more like first world countries would talk about oh those terrible suffering people who were so poor and he just felt like they had this weird worldview that didn't reflect like what was actually happening mm-hmm. so I don't act, I don't want to give it away. He made this quiz and then it has all these questions about it's things like what percentage of um girls in the world will um attend primary school or something like yeah. that. Um 
and then he gives some percentages or like how many years will girls go to school compared with boys mm-hmm. um what else like things about like the infant mortality rate or how many people do you think will be in the world um when it's uh the year 2100 anyway all he gave his quit his the quiz itself now is like almost a separate body of research because he gave the quiz to so many people and no matter who he gave it to even these like total experts like nobel prize winners crazy smart people they would get it wrong wow yeah so that's really it was interesting it was really interesting i really really liked it and i feel like i'll keep thinking about it for a while maybe i'll post i already posted something about it on instagram but i feel like maybe i want to write a little bit more um i in spite of my enthusiastic talking about those two books I've really sort of been in a reading slump lately. I don't know. I mean, work has just been crazy recently. Work has been crazy. I'm supposed to be doing this project called EdTPA. I don't know if anybody has ever heard of it, but it's very nightmarish. And I am making progress, but my progress is super slow. So I think that's, for me, of course it has been crazy at work, but also... Even if I have free time, then I just automatically feel like I should be working on that. Right, yeah. And I don't necessarily always work on that when I think that I should, but I <laughs> neither do I necessarily go and read a book, because that makes me feel more guilty. Right. Obviously, I threw that out the window this weekend. <laughs> That's fine. It's because I went to the bookstore in Shinjuku, and I was like, okay, mm. I can buy one book. And then when I saw they had that book, and it was only 1,100 yen. Whoa! And I had been really wanting to read it. Like, I had already heard about it. So I thought, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. That's all we have today. Yep. Everyone. What book have you read lately? Send us us your your recommendations. Yeah, give us your recommendations. Because nobody's given us any book recommendations, even though we've asked for them. Come on, guys. Don't you like to read? Tell us about that. If you don't like to read, that's fine. But we just need to know, why are we not getting any book recommendations? Okay. Okay. Thanks. (laughs) Bye. Bye. What are your recent quirks or beasts? Tokyo-related or not, let us know on Instagram at 2RealTokyo. That's T-O-O Real Tokyo. You can follow Angie on Instagram at PhotoFreak. P-H-O-T-O-F-R-E-E-K. And you can follow Jamie on Instagram at Jamie in T-Y-O. That's J-A-M-I-E-N-T-Y-O. Bye! Bye!